Georgetown vanquished. Okay, I was in the dome. That means that my bad luck charm suspicion is now warded off. People thought maybe me going to games means the team loses because that's what happened in Notre Dame. Nope. I went. They won. Beheim said Syracuse is the best place to live. Uh, so we all saw that. We all appreciate that out of Jim. We'll talk about the Georgetown game. We'll talk about the Monmouth game upcoming. We'll give you a smorgasbord of topics uh, as well. It's on Locked On Syracuse. Start right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Monday episode. Thanks for starting your week with Lockdown Syracuse for free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We very much appreciate it. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Syracuse beat Georgetown 83-64 inside the JMA Wireless Dome. Uh, Good games all around, really. Jesse had 20. Judah had 16 and 10 assists. Jesse had 11 boards. Joe had 15. Benny had 13. Everybody played pretty solidly. John Bull was a man on a mission. I mean, oh yeah, he he was incredible. I was screaming at the top of my lungs when he converted that and one. It was absurd. Uh, everybody looked pretty good. Samir hit a turnaround jumper. Munir Hima only played eight minutes, but in him, he looked great. Uh, the team looked good. It was a rocky start. I won't lie. It didn't look good to begin with, but I thought the team played really pretty well, and uh, they came back and got together and won that one. I think this is a spot to really build off of, and it's it's cool to see you know, Syracuse get the job done. You said they started slow. It happens. They bounced back. They they went into the breakup double figures, and it was really something that I was pleased to see, right? You you don't always have everything go your way from the get-go. And the fact that they battled is is what I think you need to see, and that could be the epitome of this team this season, right? A team that started slow and didn't quite have things figured out, and you're going to have to battle back and continue to battle back. And I think that's a, a motif that you're going to continue to see. I'm really pleased with this game. I, I think it showed a lot in terms of positives for Syracuse. Uh, you mentioned John Bowl. I, I think he has really found what he can do. And this Bayheim has found and this team is understanding what John Bowl can bring to the table. This is the, what, fifth consecutive game now, fourth or fifth consecutive game, where he's been the guy off the bench that comes in and provides that spark and does what he can. And now – the scoring is starting to take a little peak, all right? It's cracking yeah, yeah. through the, the, all the clouds, and you're starting to see that when needed, he can finish. He had a huge shot fake and got fouled as well uh, late in the shot clock, I believe. He does what you want him to do. The one stat that I want to hit early on today and something that I think is a really good sign moving forward is double-figure assists out of Judah Mintz. I, I think that is massive. Yeah. I think that is a sign that he's starting to really – figure out the point guard role and how he can do it to the best of his ability. Uh, he got to the line a bunch too. 
yeah, he got to the line. He got his points, right? Ends up with, with 16 points. Um, but I think the assists are what you have to circle because this is that game that you want from him where he's getting his points when they're there, but he is facilitating more often uh, when that presents itself as well. And I think that's something that you are going to need from him as the season continues to vamp up, as you get past this upcoming stretch and get into the more difficult ACC games on the schedule, you're going to need him to be able to both score and facilitate. And that is what you saw out of him in this game. Absolutely. Uh, He didn't shoot the ball all that well, missed his only three, uh, drove inside and missed a bunch, got blocked, whatever, but he kept attacking the basket and eventually paid off by getting to the line for 11 shots, converted 10 of them. So that's where all his points came from. And like you said, the passing was great. He also had five steals on the game. Um, so he was active in the passing lanes and whatnot. He's played good defense at the top of the zone. Uh, and there's not a lot more you can ask from that guy except for him to convert a couple of jump shots, uh, which I don't know if is coming at the end of this season, maybe next. But uh, right now, like we've talked about many a times, hard to be a one and done when you can't shoot. Um, but other than Judah – Everybody else, I mean, Jesse was really an animal under the the rim. Putbacks, blocks, his one block in the corner, a couple of them, it was a little bit Hakeem Warwick-esque. He had five blocks on the game. He closed out on the perimeter incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, Really, I mean, Jesse is turning into such a valuable player for this team uh, and a guy that is, is, you know, becoming the cornerstone of the team. And I think that coming into this year, he probably was that and started to share it with Judah a little bit. And, and of course, Joe. But, I mean, there's really nobody else other than Jesse that you look to on this team and say, you know, without that guy there, nothing. Jesse Edwards, I think, is putting in a case for one of the best, if not the best big in the ACC. I think Baycott presents a very good argument. There are some other names that can be in this mix, but I, I think Jesse really is there right now and is continuing to play like it. And there were some shaky-ish moments throughout the opening stretch of this season, but the last few games, he's really started to show that this is this is his thing and this is what he can do, and he is doing it really well. Uh, just scores when you need him to score crashes the boards. He was a little bit slow in terms of rebounding early on in this game and then grabbed a bunch late to to continue uh, on the double-double train. Finishes with 11, as you were saying. Those five blocks really jump off the page as well. Uh, he blocks shots with the best of them, and you know his Ken Palm numbers always speak for it. I believe he's top 20 in the nation in block percentage. Uh, so he is continuing to block shots, and he is – rightfully so, the focus of this offense right now. And this offense is working well when he is able to be the presence that he is and continue to score like he is and demand as much attention as he should because he is going to cause you nightmares. He is finishing incredibly well. He is moving well. Defensively, he's been doing really solid. Like This is the jump that you wanted to see from Edwards coming into this season and returning from injury and seeing what he can do. And he has delivered and he gets all the credit that you could ask for out of him. When in the post-game press conference, your opposing coach who just might happen to be one of the better bigs that has ever played in the big East says, Hey, this kid reminds me a lot of myself. And and that says everything that you need to know about what he's done and what he's doing right now. When the 
greatest bigs in the history of college, history of the NBA, history of basketball, Patrick yeah. Ewing. So that is a huge compliment uh, to get from him. All right, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll talk Monmouth. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Create a free, easy job post on LinkedIn. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates you want to talk to. Uh, they've got with the ones with the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Uh, let's talk um, Hawks, uh, Monmouth, baby. Syracuse runs into yet another incredibly weak opponent in the non-con slate. They took out um, Georgetown. They took out Oakland. Now they face the one and nine Hawks of Monmouth. They had their coach named King Rice, one of the greatest names I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, that's probably the best thing they got going for him. Him and I share a birthday. Happy birthday, King Rice. It's coming up soon. Uh, they've won one game this season. They beat Manhattan 76-69. Uh, to 69. Their most recent game was against Princeton. They lost 91-54. to 54. So expect this game to be another Oakland, another game where the opposing team has no business being on the court. Uh, they have one guy who scores in double digits. It's really, you really shouldn't be too worried about this game. No, you should not. This is, as I, I referred to, I believe Oakland in this situation, this is the Wagner game. This is the Wagner basketball game that you are about to watch uh, in terms of the football comparison. This is a team that's ranked 327th in the country in Ken Palm. They're almost in the top 25 of worst basketball teams in college basketball. This team is atrocious. They really are, and there's there's no nice way of beating around the bush there. Uh, they're the best. I, I don't know if they have a quality stat. Um, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at Ken Palm for, for good stats, good numbers, and I don't see him. I look at opponents, right, in terms of similar rankings, in Ken Palm, Seton Hall is 63, so slightly better than Syracuse uh, in terms of ranking there. They won by 27. Um, I don't know. Princeton is a little Virginia. bit worse than Syracuse. They lost by, oh boy, uh, 37 in that game. So, I mean, similar opponents in terms of Ken Palm rankings to Syracuse uh, are 27 to 37 point wins. So you, you've got to expect Syracuse to be in a similar boat. Uh, and, and I hope that is the case because the momentum that they've been building is really cool. And it's nice to see them, you know, figuring some things out, winning three straight basketball games after a, a really bad stretch. So to see them start to figure, you know, this is looking good and we're going to make the shifts and we're going to try and continue to build and continue to battle. This is a game where you need to win by, 25 points to to be confident 
And it's another game where, where you can continue to mix in guys. Uh, and one of those games where you're, you're going to be looking at not necessarily the starting five, but that next five and the continued contest of minutes and who deserves to be playing and who deserves to be getting, you know, minutes here and minutes there and who should sub in, in this situation, all of that is very much up for grabs in this game. And that should be the focus as a fan. If you're viewing this to see, you know, this extended rotation, when they go past the, you know, seventh and eighth guys on the bench, who deserves those minutes, right? I think we've got a pretty good idea of who six, seven, and maybe eight are off the bench. But that next sort of batch of guys that realistically could come in and contribute in various situations and different times is very much, you know, still in the air and up for grabs. And those minutes, when they're available, if they're available, are something that you very much need to create a solid case for. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we're going to see a lot of guys play in this game. Probably you might see Malik Brown finally get to hit the floor. Maybe Peter Carey hits the floor at some point. Um, that would be exciting. Uh, we haven't really seen those guys at all in any kind of meaningful minutes this season. Um, but against a team like Monmouth, you know, it's bound to happen. Uh, I want to answer a question real quick because it kind of ties into what Syracuse's really weak schedule uh, is going to be. Somebody asked us, and I'll try to find the tweet, but somebody asked if Syracuse could be 12-4 and four this season. Um, and let's take a look at the schedule so we can answer that. Um, but I'm going to try and give credit. Um, I don't know what game that would be going into. Let me see. Um, 11 Virginia, and maybe? 11-4 and four would be going into the Virginia game. Okay, well, 12 that's what they four, mean. 12 and four would be beating Virginia. So I assume they mean 11 and four, yeah. uh, which would be winning against Monmouth, Cornell, Pitt, BC, and Louisville, which is very much possible. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think it's feasible given the fact that you've got four of the, of those five games are outside of the top 100 You've got Monmouth at 300-plus. You've got Louisville at 230. Louisville is terrible. Awful. Yeah, I can't they're, believe they're, it. They're really bad. You've got a BC team that's outside the top 150. Uh, Cornell also outside the top 150. Pitt is the game in there that is the circle and the question mark of are they 11-4 and four with an, an eight-game winning streak? One, two, three, four. Yeah, an eight-game winning streak at 11-4. and four. Or are they 10 and 5? And I really do think there's a drastic difference between 11 and 4 and 10 and 5. Given this season, given this stretch, based on how they started. If they can be 11 and 4, they've proven to me that that they're ready. And, and they can compete and maybe give themselves a case uh, to do some things later on this season. 10 and 5 is a drastic difference mentally. And, and I don't feel the same way. So this is something that I think is 100% possible. I think if you are Syracuse and a Syracuse fan, that is the goal. That is what you're looking for. That is what you want. That is the, okay, this team, yes, they're young, but they can figure some things out. They can learn. They can grow. A loss in this stretch is is big in terms of my outlook on this team and the rest of the season. I found it. Justin Phillips, thank you for the tweet at us. Um, yeah, they could absolutely do it. I, I assume that's what you were saying that whole time. 
Um, they could absolutely do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, these teams that they're playing aren't good. Like you said, Louisville is it? I mean, the bottom has fallen out for Louisville. That, that program is so, they are so bad. So, so bad. Not even Kamari Lands can save them. They are terrible. Um, so you just got to get by Cornell, who Cornell did almost beat Miami. They lost 107 105. They put up 105 points against Miami. So that's something to think about. But you beat those two teams. See, you beat Monmouth today. Then you beat Cornell. Pitt's not an incredible team, but Pitt has given Syracuse fits in the past very recently. So you never know with Pitt, although it is a home game. Uh, then you host BC. They're bad. Louisville's terrible. And then you have Virginia, who somehow still have Key Clark. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, Justin, I assume you, we assume you mean 12 and or 11 and four. They could totally be 11 and four. Uh, and they probably should be 11 and four by the time that they face Virginia, uh, who is unequivocally the most difficult team they'll have played up until that point uh, because Louisville, I mean, excuse me, Virginia is just, you know, Tony Bennett just turned that program around once again, right back towards being one of the best in the nation. Cause that guy, while being the most handsome coach in the country is also fantastic at coaching basketball. Um, so really to answer is. the question. Yes. All right. Let's take one more break and then we will give you a smorgasbord, which is exciting. Uh, this one comes from Simply Safe at Locked On. We believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Syracuse listeners 40% of a new security system, or excuse me, 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. Here's why people love it. It's got 24-7 professional monitoring agents that use fast protect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get a higher priority police response. SimpliSafe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to save big on everybody's favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown college today. That's simplysafe.com slash lockdown college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. All right. Owen, I'm going to let you uh, guide us through this segment just take us wherever you want to go all right so basically there's a lot that's happening in syracuse athletics right now and it's exciting it's fun uh first off shout out to y'all a ton of views and comments on our uh on our friday episode people pissed uh, at us saying uh people are so mad that we used the term lateral move which i will say granted i think it's good that we address this Granted, probably not the right phrase, but that's I didn't mean that it was this. I didn't mean it was not a better job or something. I just meant that he's doing the same job. He's a defensive coordinator. That's all I meant. And go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. I honestly I I think we both thought that if he was leaving, it was for a head coaching job. Um, And that was sort of the, the thought that we both had, which could have led to that. But, you know, either way, comments are good. 
views are good. We're loving the uh we appreciate the watching. Yeah. yeah. More has happened since then. Uh the opposite coordinator, also Gonzo, Tony Beck or Jason Beck, now the offensive coordinator promoted from within. Uh and so a lot happening there. But today on Sunday, as we're talking about this, a transfer for the football team, a class of 2023 commitment for the football team. And today, in terms of when you're listening to this, the Syracuse men's soccer team is playing in the national championship. Heck the yeah. national championship for the first time in this school's history. It's a huge game, huge opportunity. They are the better seed in this which means that they should win in theory. Um, but as you can see, based on the fact that two of the four teams in the final four were unranked, college soccer can be chaotic. So strap in. It's going to be an exciting game. They play at 6 o'clock uh, on ESPNU. I will say I saw this. I'll give it the shout-out because I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I believe the game has been pushed back in terms of the Monmouth game to eight o'clock so that there will now be a watch party in the dome leading up to the game against Monmouth for Syracuse soccer. So uh, $10 tickets, I believe is what I saw. Uh, and I believe the $10 ticket is for both the viewing party and the Monmouth game. So really good deal. Uh, cool to support the Syracuse soccer team. Cool to be at the Monmouth game, watch a basketball game as well. Kill two birds with one stone there. Uh, a really big opportunity, fun thing. It's a team that, you know, has, has done everything this season. They've really been incredible uh, winning uh, soccer games, getting out there. They won the ACC tournament. They avenged all of their regular season losses in postseason play. They are a team that has a lot of fun. They're incredibly energetic. That semifinal game they played against Creighton was chaos and entertainment and energy and everything you wanted to see in a soccer game at that level. Uh, the team is fun. They got a lot of cool pieces, a lot of cool players. Uh, hopefully, win or lose, but preferably after a win, uh, we can try and get someone on, chat about the season. Uh, I think that'd be cool to get some input uh, from them and hear about their story, their season, all of that kind of stuff. But this is the biggest game this fall in Syracuse athletics, I think I'm going to say. Uh, really exciting. I believe I will be, I don't know if I've decided yet. Am I allowed to say I might be at the beer garden instead of the dome? Uh, because they have a good little crowd that's going there to watch Syracuse soccer games during the regular season. And during You're the definitely allowed to say it. Yeah, no, no there's no censorship on this podcast, except All for that right. one time you swore. It was an accident. Uh, but it's a fun week. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to throw any soccer chat out there or if you just want to go into the recruiting for football, uh, your choice. The ball is now back in your court. Well, I will admit that I am undereducated on the soccer team. I wish I knew more. I do know that Levante Johnson has been an absolute star this season. And the other thing I know uh, is that he's a transfer from Seattle University uh, and came over here. He's from Canada, Brampton, Ontario, and he has just been he's been incredible for this team among a bunch of other guys. Uh, the Syracuse soccer team has always been exciting. I don't know. I liked going to the games when I was a student. Yeah. It was fun, but they were never like off the charts good. Last year had DeAndre Kerr, 
He's gone. Levante comes in this year. He's absolutely fantastic. They had Hendrick Hilpert four years ago in goal. Loved that guy. My guy, Len Zugner. So, you know, I keep up a little bit, all right? But since right. being a student this year, I've been, I don't know. And for people who don't know, I think we've probably mentioned this, that you were a manager for yes. Syracuse soccer. So Owen actually I has some connection to the team. Worked for them for, for three and a half years, I'd say. Three years and change. Uh, doing some social media stuff for them, going to practices, working with them, doing whatever I could. A lot of fun. Uh, good to get and see that they're having this success uh, since I left. But they have had success for a while now. And and if you don't know anything with Syracuse men's soccer, they are a pipeline to the MLS. They really are. Yeah, Miles uh, Robinson, Tejon Buchanan. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of ballers that come in and play. And a lot of them, you know, College soccer rules, you got to get special privileges to to leave after two years. And Syracuse, I believe, has the most players to do that. They just continue yeah. to send guys to the MLS. So you're, you're going to see them professionally with a lot of these names. This team right now has talent out the wazoo, I guess you could say. Russell Schilly in goal has been outstanding. Really, really fun to watch him. Uh, I went to Liverpool. I'll throw the Liverpool name out there. Giorgio Kochevsky uh, has been outstanding as well. Uh, this is a fun team. They got a lot going on for them and playing in the biggest stage at the biggest level uh, in terms of college soccer. This is a really cool moment, even for non-soccer fans, right? The U.S. lost in the World Cup, but as a Syracuse fan, you, you've got an opportunity that can hit really close to home as well in terms of support and soccer. So really fun. Uh, Six o'clock today, as we were saying, uh, on ESPNU or ESPN Plus as well, wherever. Um, It it should be a good game. They play Indiana. I don't think we've mentioned that yet at this point. Uh, So (laughs) Syracuse and Indiana have never met in a national championship before. Um, But we will – maybe Syracuse can avenge uh, in a different sport. And who knows? It it should be fun. We'll probably get some soccer tweets out there tomorrow or today uh, in terms of content. Surprisingly, really, really good engagement on soccer content. The people People, who like soccer love engaging with soccer. Yeah. Yeah. People like winning. So that's what Syracuse gives. Uh, Just one more note about guys going to the MLS. Uh, They also playing for national teams. Kamal Miller and Tejon Buchanan both played for Canada yep. this year. Miles Robinson would have started at center Correct. back for the United States if he didn't tear his Achilles or was it an ACL? He got hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. So he got injured. He didn't get. play, but he would have started for the U.S. Yeah. national team. So Syracuse would have been very it. well represented. Um, but yeah, Syracuse soccer pipeline. Um, okay. Let's talk a little football and then get out. We've got the Richmond transfer offensive lineman, of course, and then the three star. Uh, as well as Syracuse bolstering that offensive line, uh, which is, of course, important. I don't know. Did you see a picture of the uh, transfer they got from Richmond? Yes. The dude looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to try and find a picture of him right now, but he looks so cool. I love him. Yeah. Uh, big dude, right? 6'5", 300 pounds. Uh, yeah, has huge. started, I think, almost 20 games at this point. So whether he comes in, right, you're going to lose Bergeron. Does he get the starting role? Does he not? Is he just pushing competitiveness? Who knows? But this is a, a guy that 
you very much need at a position that you cannot have too much depth at. So regardless of whether he's the starter, whether he's not the starter, there's a ton of value in getting this transfer. I assume based on the size of this recruiting class for the class of 23, the first of uh, a decent handful of transfers to come in, but a, a guy that that's got decent experience uh, and, and likes what he sees in Syracuse and sees the fit and wants to, to continue. And there it is. What an awesome guy. I love the braid. He's I, awesome. He looks like a kid I went to high school with in all honesty. Uh, it is, he looks like he is an offensive lineman. Really? That picture screams O-line. Uh, I'm excited. I, I think, you know, any, anytime you, you get that much experience at a position where experience is paramount to success most of the time, uh, I think that'll go a long way for him. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm excited to see what those guys can do uh, yeah. in the churches and, then with, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, with the 2023 guy, Vincent Carroll Jackson, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there because it is worth noting. Yes, he's a three-star, but Georgia got into this conversation pretty late from what I can tell, and he was offered by Georgia, and Georgia visited him. Uh, so Syracuse got to commit over Georgia, first of all. But is this not the situation where this is signifying that that three-star ranking is a really, really solid ranking, despite it being a three-star? Because yeah, I mean, can at the end of the day, they all mean nothing. If he says, if he says I'm committing to Georgia, he he's becomes a four-star, a four-star without 100%. question. So that yeah, is the type of talent Absolutely. that you can presume this guy brings to the table. And, and I think that is really exciting for Syracuse in this class where they need as many names as they can get still. Yeah, and that's all yet to be seen on how good those guys will be and whatnot. But uh, until then, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine. We'll see you tomorrow.